Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to another Victorious Living sermon. <laughs> Amen. It's, it's, um, it's exciting to know what God can and will do in our lives if we'll submit to Him and, and give our lives to Him and follow hard after Him. And, uh, you know, we, we go through a lot in this life, but Jesus paid the price for everything we'd ever go through and gives us victory. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory in Jesus Christ, always causing us to triumph. Now, we've been talking about overcoming life storms, and, and through the weeks I've been talking about he gives us authority, he's what the price he's paid for, uh, what, uh, for, our, for our victory, and, and many of those things were, I just got my notes here from some of the times past, but I just want to mention a few of the things that we, he, we talked about, and if I can find them in order here. But, you know, we talked about walking in our authority, we talked about uh, uh, praising God in the midst of our troubles. We talked about being obedient, which is a great big thing. Be obedient to what the Word of God says. Trusting God's ability to deliver us. Walking in, uh, uh, having courage and, and boldness in this day and this hour. Putting our armor on and stand, uh, Ephesians 6, um, 10 through 18. Listen, there's the Word of God tells us a way out. Thanks be to God. Uh, there is no temptation that <laughs> that is not common to man. But God always, in his faithfulness, makes a way of escape. So we know his word helps us escape. Now, last week we talked about having what you say. We went to that uh, scripture, that theme scripture, that <laughs> the word of faith is basically what we hear so much in the word of faith, which is Brother Hagin talked about it so much, and we it's what we need to talk about. And it's in Mark 11, 23 and 24, 22, 23 and 24. Jesus answered said, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. And then he goes on to say, therefore I say to you, believe uh, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. But having what you say is so vital. Believe and speak is so vital. You know, uh, Brother Hagin, who 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 we revere so much and, and uh, so much of what he did in his life, he says this, the door to the supernatural is opened by believing and speaking. That's the key. Got to believe. It's one thing to say, well, I believe that. I've talked to people before. Oh, yeah, I believe Jesus is is uh, uh, who he said he was, and I believe this. And I be but they never speak that. They never say that. You know, it's important uh, we can open the door to God or we can open the door to the devil. And the, the pressure is really not on us. to. The pressure, only pressure we have on us is to believe and then begin to agree and speak it with our mouth. And God's designed it that way. But not, faith is not, uh, will not move anything until it moves us. Faith is believing where? Is active in our heart and in our mouth. That is the word of faith. Amen. Jesus spoke things uh, all to all the time. Paul spoke the things all the time. We can speak the things all the time. Now, uh, in this message before, I've, I've done this message before, but here's a story about a missionary. Brother Hagin talked about it, and he's talking about he had wrong thinking, 
and he had been a missionary in seven years in, over in another country, and he'd only had 35 people come to the Lord and, and was serving God. And he came back and he couldn't understand what was going on. And he got, he, I think he ended up hearing Brother Hagin preach on what you, uh, you can have, what you say, or maybe picked up one of his little books that says that. And he went back and began to speak the right thing, speaking God's word over that situation. Now, here's what happened within a, a course of a year or two. Uh, he came back and he, he talked about what happened. He had changed his words 270,000 conversions, 170,000 people baptized in the Holy Spirit, and 500 churches had been started and pioneered after he changed what he was saying. See, we, it's so easy to cooperate with the world. If that's the input you're getting, that's the output you're going to have. But if you're talking about what God says, we need to put God's word in our heart and in our mouth frequently. Even when we sit around talking to each other, we ought to be talking about the goodness of God. You know, we hear people, I don't know what I'm going to do. The gas prices have gone up and the government's doing this. No, but what does the Bible say? He, he, God is always our source of, of everything we need in life. Always. So we have to begin to say the right things. But listen, it's so important that we not only believe something, it's important that we begin to agree and say something. Amen? Amen. So it's important. We had a number of scriptures I talked about in Matthew 8. I will go to that real quick. Matthew 8, verse uh, uh, 5 through 10. This is a story of the centurion. We talked about a little bit about having what you say. Well, it's important to have what, it is important to have what you say, but are you saying the right things? And so in that, in that story, in Matthew uh, chapter 8, verse 5, uh, it says, now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him as pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said, I'll, I will come and heal him. Now we've talked about this before, but these are important things to remember because you can go through the Bible, the New Testament here, and listen to what people, people that were healed and delivered, they had faith, but they also cooperated with God. Many of the stories we find, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Your faith has set you free. Whatever. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak a word and my servant will be healed. In other words, something was going to have to be said. Jesus was going to say a word. And here's what he said. He goes on to say, For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and another one, Come, and he comes, and my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard that, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. In other words, what this man, he knew something about authority. He knew something about saying things because he said, I'm a man in authority. I speak those things in authority. Now, you will have what you, <laughs> what you say you believe. Uh, we need to know these things. Amen? Amen. We need to know that we, what we say has a lot to do with how we live. Now, and last week I talked a little bit, and we'll move on to the, the next subject or the, what we're following up with today. But four things that what you say will, it, first of all, it'll identify you. It'll identify what you believe or what you're expecting to, to have. Because if you go around saying what, if you look at what the, 
the world's doing today and you, you side in with them, guess what? You're not going to be victorious in the kingdom of God, but it'll identify you. People know right away where you're at. <laughs> you, you don't have to try to put on airs. Uh, you, they'll see, you'll, see, you'll be able to see faith or the lack of faith by what people say or what you say. Amen? So we have to begin to show our faith by what we say. And then uh, it shows how you can, uh, uh, how far you can go or cannot go in life. Amen? This is, this is vital. Uh, I always think about stories about people that, that don't really uh, profess to be Christians, but they have what we call a positive uh, a positive uh, uh, a conversation or a positive outlook on life. And they, they say things that are positive, like, I will do this and I will do that. And I will. And many, many, many times they're very highly successful people because they're saying something that they believe that they're going to. Well, we ought to be more so even as Christians. We ought to be saying what God says and then begin to have what he says we can have. And our words either strengthen us or they'll weaken us. Have you been around people that just say, oh, I just don't feel good. I'm always tired. I don't, you know, nothing, you know, I just seem to, if anything's going around, I'm going to get it. If it, uh, you know, I just, I just that way. Well, guess what? You're just weakening yourself to the point. There is something about that, my friends, about now. It, if you don't believe the truth, first of all, and you're trying to say things and just bringing it up, oh, I'll never get sick. Well, you're probably fooling yourself. But when you have the word of God and speak the word in faith, your faith will rise you above your, your problems, your faith. And listen, it is vital. So let's go on and talk a little bit more tonight about uh, the title of this one is tonight, tonight is Speak the Word. Now, we talked about speaking speaking to things, speaking to problems, speaking to different things. This, is, this message is about speaking the Word of God, which is so vital. And we're going to start out in, in Genesis chapter 1. And, and if you, it, there's a number of scriptures. I'm just going to make reference here to this because it's so important that we find what God was doing in the beginning. And Genesis chapter 1 and verse uh, 2, one, 1 and 2, it says, uh, let me find, get the first page here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, you've heard these scriptures before, I'm sure, the ones I'm going to tell. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then, then God said, listen, you, can you imagine the whole universe, the whole world was created by what God said? Did you not believe he knew when he said something, something was going to come to pass? That's why he's a man that can't lie or a, not a man that should lie because he's God. If he says something, it's going to come to pass. So we have to know that. And, and let there be light and there was light. Then we jump on down to verse uh, 6. It says this, Then God said, Let there be firmament and the midst of the sea, uh, waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And there it again, then God said, now we go to verse nine, verse nine said, then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so, wow. Then again, here we go. I mean, I'm going to tell you a number of these in verse 11, then God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb that, that uh, yield seed and the fruit trees that yield Fruit according to its kind, isn't that amazing? It's according to its kind, and that we're trying to change 
of mankind into something else today, but whether whose seed in itself on the earth and what? It was so. God was saying something and it became a reality. Now in verse 14, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens and to divide the day from the night and, and let them be uh, for signs and seasons and for days and years. And, and, and it goes on to say in verse 15, and then for the lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth, and it was so. I want you to get this, uh, verse 20. Then God said, let the waters abound with the abundance of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth uh, across to the face of the firmament, firmament of the heavens. Firmament. <laughs> get that, Mike. Then, and it was so. Here it is in verse uh, 24. Then God said, let the earth bring forth and living creatures according to its kind. There it is again, to its kind. And cattle and, and creeping things on the earth, each thing according to its kind, and it was so. Now, a couple more. Now, 26, or I should just say that was 20, 24. Then we'll go to 26. And God said, let us make man in our image. And, and according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. He said, let us make man in our image. Do you know you're made in the image and likeness of God? You may not feel like it. You may think, well, I never, I, I never measure up. But listen, listen. when you've been, <laughs> you've been made in the likeness and image of God, and when you've been born again, your, your, your brand new recreated spirit is in the very image of God. You have the power of God. And it, it goes on to say, God created us. And then in verse 28, then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, isn't that wonderful? It goes on to say, and God said, I have... See, I have given you every herb that herb that uh, yields seed, which is on the earth, uh, uh, face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you. It was good for food. And it, but I, what I want you to see there is God was saying, He said, and it became so. Amen. We can say, and it becomes so. And real in reality, many times it will become so. Even the negative negative things. Now. Over, <clears throat> over in Ephesians chapter six, I want uh, or five. I want to show you this just for a moment. It says this, and, and I'll just turn to it. it. It really says, "Imitate God, or imitate be imitators of God, as dear children." Or let me just find it real quick. It's important to know that. It says, therefore, be, and he's talking about walking in love and doing different things. He wants you to, the character, he wants you to walk in good character. But it says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. I looked it up in, in a message Bible. It says, watch what God does, and then you do it. Well, what did God do in the beginning? What did God do in Genesis? God said, and it became a reality. What are we speaking to? What are you speaking to? Uh, over there in Mark 11, what did he say? If, if Say into the mountain. Say into the mountain. See, we're, we're called word of faith. Why did that come about? Because we speak a word 
over what God said we could speak. We have authority and we begin to speak with authority. Uh, if, you're, <clears throat> if you're in darkness tonight, you must what? Say, darkness be gone. Heaviness be gone. Depression be gone. See, words can change our life and they will change our life. So we got to be careful what we're saying. Amen? Amen. Let me just keep going here a little bit. Now, we know faith <laughs> framed, uh, the world was framed by the, by the word of God, the rhema word of God. We cannot, we can form what you want to see by the words of your, what you speak. What are you speaking today? What are you saying over your life today? What are you saying over your circumstances? What are you saying over your situation? Don't get to the point, well, that'll never happen. Oh, I can't see this, or I don't believe that. Listen, you're going to be in trouble doing that. Now, Brother Hagin, I just happened to watch one of his videos. I watch a lot of this stuff. I don't know if you sh you should get on YouTube and watch some of it. Uh, there's a lot of great teachers on it, the Word of Faith people that you can listen to. I, I advise you to listen to that because you'll become a product of what you hear and what you see and what you say. Amen? But he <laughs> he just told us, he was telling this story about when he was, years ago, he was a pastor and uh uh, there's this woman that lived across the street, and she had some little kids, and her husband didn't go to church or anything, but um, she would, she would, uh, her kids would get sick, and she would try to, you know, help. She'd give when she could and other things, but she wasn't, she didn't have much. But her kids would get sick, and she'd say things like, well, I just need to go get Brother Hagen. When he prays for those kids, they're going to get well and be well. He said, sometimes I'd go over there, and I wasn't sure. He said, but I'd go over there and lay hands on them, anoint them with oil. And he said, you could just, they have fevers or something. He said, you could just feel the fever go right out of them. Well, he said, I went down to, uh, I got a call to go down to the deacon's house. One of my deacons was sick in bed. And, and he said, so I, I, I went on down to his house thinking, I, well, I'd go down there, lay hands on him, pray for him. And his wife came to the door, and she, he opened it, she opened the door, and and said, oh, it's you. Well, come on in. <laughs> it's like she wasn't, you know, she didn't want any part of that, I guess. And, and they went to church. He was a deacon in the church. And uh, she said, well, he's in there. Uh, asked where her husband was. He's in there in bed. And said, I told him, I said, Brother Higgins here. But she said, I, I told him that, uh, you know, we, we never get healed. Uh, you know, we've had stuff and it, we just never get healed. So, and so he went on and said, prayed for him. He said, but he was sick and he stayed sick for a while. And I guess he ended up getting better. He didn't go on to say, but do you see the difference? That woman that hardly uh, came to church or just barely came to church and, and had very little in her life. What did she say? I'll get brother Hagen to come and he'll, he'll lay his hands on my children and, and they'll be healed. They'll be healed. What was he saying? What did the woman of the issue of blood say? If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. Right. The other one, the, the deacon's wife, uh, I don't know what the deacon would say. He probably didn't like it that he was saying that to the pastor. But listen, she said, well, we, you know, I, I told uh, so-and-so, we, we never get healed. Uh, you know, we just never seem to get it. We, and we get everything comes along, you know, every kind of sickness comes along. We get sick. Well, listen, she was having what she said, wasn't she? So we got to be careful uh, what we say, and we got to cooperate with what what God says. Now, let me see where I'm at. Uh, let me find it. I, hmm. 
got too many notes here. You ever have too many notes? <laughs> it's important that over in in uh, back to to Mark eleven twenty three about speaking what what and praying what we believe. We got to take time to declare things. You know, it's important that we declare uh, things. You know, we see Jesus when it says, Paul said, be imitators, uh, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Well, in other words, he was uh, saying things. He was the one that came out and said, believe and speak, right? And so in Mark uh, 5, 39 through 42, we find the, the girl healed. That was the, the woman with the issue of blood. Then five, uh, verse five, uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 8, we'll just turn to that real quick. Listen, it's important that we, we uh, agree with what God says. Mark chapter 5, verse 8. And the man was delivered. Uh, the, and he came and he cried out. Uh, here's uh, about the story of the Gadarene demoniac. Then he over the other side, this is verse 1 actually, of the country of the, of the Gadarenes. And when he had came out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tomb, a man with an unclean spirit who had hit, at his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often uh, was often bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And as always, <laughs> night and day, he was in the mountains and the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Now listen. We're dealing with some stuff, maybe not to that degree, but we're having some crazy things happen in our world today and in our nation, uh, bizarre things. And you got to know there's demons that are still around today. And and but here's what Jesus did, and he cried out with a loud voice, "What have I to you do with you? This is a demon speaking. Jesus, Son of the Most High God, I implore you by God that you do not torment me." And, and and Jesus said, come out of the man, unclean spirit. Now, what did he say? He, he, did, he could have stood there and not said a word, and, and it would have, he, the guy would have just gone on. But he told that demon what to do. He told something. He had to open his mouth and say something. Then he asked him, what is your name? And he said, my name is Legion, for we are many. In other words, that guy had a lot of demons in him, and they asked to go into the pigs. Now, don't, we ain't got time to talk about that. But you got to know that Jesus spoke the word over him. Come out in Jesus' name. Sometimes we got to speak to things that are tormenting us and say, get out in the name of Jesus. That's what we do today, right? Now, he also, another one, and we probably won't have time to, to finish this off today. Isn't it amazing that time just flies? Because if, if we were in a, a regular church service, we just might take our liberty, but we're not. So we're just doing this on, online. But... Here it is in, in uh, Matthew 12 and, and verse 9. And this is a story of the man with the withered hand. Now when he had departed from there, he went into the synagogue. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him? You know, the religious people are always looking for something to accuse you about. And he said, uh, and then he said to them, What man is there among you that has uh, has one sheep, and he falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of him, and lift him out? Of how much more value than, this, than a man, than a sheep? 
Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. And then he said to the man, now he, had, he was saying something, stretch forth out your hand, and he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. Now it goes on to say, I'll just say this, because then the Pharisees went out and plotted against him that they might destroy him. Listen, religious people don't like what's happening today, but I want to tell you something. Listen to the, the Sunday messages by Pastor Scott on the, or the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the, the gifts of the Spirit and what's happening. We need those today, and God's still doing mighty things. Listen, miracles, signs, and wonders ought to be the staple for, uh, for uh, a Christian congregation and a Christian uh, in general. So we have to know those things. But you notice that Jesus spoke to those things. He declared what would be. Now let me go on. Uh, let's see where I'm at. It has to be the word of God is, it, is not only to be in your heart. It has to be in your mouth. It's important only becomes powerful when you begin to speak it. The word only becomes powerful. And then faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. That means repeatedly hearing. I would tell, tell you this tonight. If you want to be uh, strong in the Lord, the power of his might, you got to be building yourself up in the word of God. you got to be building yourself up in the things of God. So when you open your mouth, you're going to speak what God said to speak. And listen, we talked about in Romans 10, verses 8 through 10. What's that last scripture? With the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We talked about that. I'm not going to get off of it until you, we all begin to do it more often because I think it's, it's so needed in the, in the church of Jesus Christ today that we not only believe the word, hear, hear a message. You know, it isn't enough just to come in on a Sunday morning and sit down and listen to a message and go out. That isn't what's going to put us over in, in life. What's going to put us over is digest that message, put it in our heart, and say it with our mouth, and then get in the Word of God. Amen? We must speak the things of God. Jesus spoke uh, and, uh, to all kinds of things. He rebuked the wind. <laughs> he rebuked the, uh, uh, Peter's mother-in-law's uh, fever. Uh, he, he did all sorts of things that were, that were uh, um, a way of life for him, but it should be a way of life for us. Is it time to move your mountain? I hope it is. <laughs> Got to move our mountains by the things of, of, of God. Uh, what is your mountain tonight? It's time to pray. It's time to speak uh, the rhema in your mouth. In other words, the spoken word in your mouth over your what? I'll just mention a few. Finances, your health, your family, uh, whatever you're doing, your job, your academics, whatever you might be doing. The word of God is what you need in your life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word spoken by God. Words have creative power. Do you know that we have creative power? You begin to speak the word, you find out what the word of God says about your circumstance, all the promises and benefits in this word. You begin to speak them. It'll change your life. It'll, it'll help you draw closer to God, but it'll help you walk and, 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 and imitate the one that uh, set us free, the one that's uh, living for, uh, li came, gave his life for us. Amen. Hey, all those things. So we have to know those things. And and in Second Corinthians four thirteen, and I'll just this will be the last scripture, and then we have to get off the air. <laughs> one of these days we might just go an hour and a half or something. Second Corinthians chapter four, and and you've probably heard this before, but this is what it says. It's talking about 
and it's quoting, and Paul's quoting uh, uh, Psalms here. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. That's the word from Psalm. We also believe and therefore speak. We have the word of faith. We believe and then we speak. Listen, begin to speak to situations in your life. There's so many little good little tracks you can pick up that has the promises of God, uh, good things you can speak over yourself for healing, but get to know those. So when the pressure gets on, boy, I mean, the first thing that comes out is something that that that, that you put in there that it's going to uh, change the circumstances, change the way, and it'll cause you to walk in, in, in victory. And that's what we're looking for in this day and this hour, amen, because there's so much going on. Better have the word of God alive in our heart and in our mouth. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word. I thank you so much that you sent your word to heal us and deliver us. But you also said that we're to speak <laughs> to things. We're to imitate you. And everywhere you went, Jesus, you, you spoke to things. And that's what we're doing. God spoke the world into existence by his word. <laughs> Jesus spoke to things in this earth. And he says, now you go and do likewise. Be imitators of God, little children, or do what... Find out what God says and what God does and then do it. And that's one of the things we can do. We can believe in our heart and say with our mouth unto whatever we need. So we thank you for it and give you praise. I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice. If they don't know Jesus, it would be a good time to say, hey, I surrender my life, Jesus, and give my heart to you. And if, and if you've not been walking with him, it's time to re-up in Jesus' name. So we thank you for this, this time we have. And may we, may the people who listen to the sound of my voice be blessed in all that they do. But don't forget, speak the word and see it come to pass in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good to be with you again. See you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.